Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oddity Files. Nick, we're recording Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan, and you are... I'm Nick Floyd. <laughs> Hello there. Mr. Nick Floyd. We're here to talk about creepy, cryptid, otherworldly, all the stuff and all the things, and, you know, just be ourselves, because this is, I feel like this is the only place where I can, like, legit be myself. Yeah, I mean, anymore at this point, especially like who I really am, which, you know, my na- my sets of nail polish here for the Patreon <laughs> user can see, my plants that I have. Uh, clearly, this is not my podcast dungeon. I've clearly taken over my fiance's corner in in, uh, in her office um, for now. So. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So it's got solid lighting, though. But yeah, you know, the nail polish um, makes it. Who knows? I I get bored sometimes. You know, we look over. I'm telling a story. Nick's doing his fucking nails. He likes that Lincoln Park After Dark by OPI. It's his favorite. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite color. <laughs> Did they have licenses with Lincoln Park? Is that allowed? Well, OPI gets licenses with like all kinds of different people. At first, I thought oh. it was like Lincoln Park, like Chicago's Lincoln Park. But no, it's spelled L-I-N-K-I-N. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they had to get the okay from the band, I'm assuming. It's been out forever, and I've been yeah. using it forever. OPI's got like, they did like the Birds of Prey line. They have like the Mandalorian oh. line that they did. Yeah, yeah, I've seen all that shit. Oh, that's what color your toes are, isn't it? Mandalorian blue. Oh, you know it. Absolutely. Oh, shit. You know what? I I don't want to get too much into what we're watching, because that seems to be a thing with us. Oh, yeah, we can't. Let's back up before we go too too deep. (laughs) But I I know you and I had talked about it, like, after we were done recording before the big break. But I finally watched Extraordinary, which, again, is a British ghost film, which is... So good, so well done. The characters are epic, and I just cannot recommend it highly enough. I haven't. I, f- I feel. I feel like I'm failing because I haven't really watched anything. I watched all the the Wonder Woman. I watched Soul. I watched all those things, but I haven't really watched anything. I have movies that are like l- lined up and ready to be watched, but I haven't mm-hmm. watched anything yet. Um, I just, every time I sit down and turn something on, I'm like, eh, I have the attention span of a squirrel, so. Yes, my attention span is that of a gnat, so that's why I'm talking about something I watched before our big break. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is, totally. Um, I am here next on my list of things to talk about, to beg for book sales. So <laughs> I contacted Done. my publisher last night and i'm like because i've been meaning to but you know how you're like you want to know but you really don't want to know how sales are going and he sends me back this cryptic message telling me absolutely nothing but that i should still push so now i'm fucking worried that i've sold like three books so anybody listening right now it's a quick read 150 pages head to amazon and get your copy of I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, written by me in, in, in this summer during a pandemic about all the really cool places I've investigated thus far in my paranormal research career. It's kind of a good, you know, but if you've seen all the episodes on Prime or and now YouTube, it's kind of a good companion piece for those because it kind of. Well, I mean, if you really want to know what was going on in my head when all the stuff that went down went down, then this is the book for you. If you give no fucks, 
then, you know, tell your sister to buy the book, please. And are you, I know this is going to turn into like a radio show interview, but are you planning on doing uh, an audiobook at some point? I, I don't know. They had mentioned it in the beginning and I totally volunteered to read it. They being Beyond the Fray Publishing Company. But after that cryptic email, I'm like, oh, I, I, I just don't know what's going on. I'm so I'm so pissed I asked because I've been afraid to ask because I thought about like two weeks ago. And he's like, well, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I suck. <laughs> See, listen, everyone listening who hasn't bought a book yet, this is what's happening. This is how you're making Kitsy feel. Buy the book. Just buy it. Buy a second copy and give it to a friend. Buy Absolutely. Guilt. Guilt wins <laughs> every time. <laughs> Kitsy can't function. It's just going to be me doing the podcast next week, and I'm going to talk about how sad I am being alone, and that the only yep. way Kitsy's going to come back is if she sells more books. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There it is. And if you have purchased the book, I have homework for you, too. I need reviews <laughs> on Amazon. Please and thank you. I mean, everybody that's left a review, I cannot thank you enough. But it's 17. It's 16 of you because there was that dick who left that bad review. It was an actual dick, like a real dick typed on the keyboard. (laughs) 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 Well, that's how I see it going down, living in his mother's basement. I'm not going to lie. I don't even want to go down that path. Absolutely not. So I've begged for book sales. You've given them guilt. Guys, just come on. Just give it give me a shot. This is my one shot. And you do not want me singing any more Eminem. So I'm just gonna leave it there. <clears throat> also on my list of things to talk about. I got to guest co-host with a friend of mine on his podcast. Um, he actually kind of took the place in between Clayton and Nick before we made the transition into Nick on this podcast, Aaron Sagers. The podcast is called Nightmerica Podcast, so Ooh. definitely check it out and download it. It's true crime and paranormal. And if the name Aaron Sagers sounds familiar, he's a regular on the show paranormal caught on camera which is on the travel channel have you seen what the travel channel is doing nick i they do a lot of things i don't know the one specific thing you're speaking of though so now that they have discovery plus oh get the fuck out of here they're releasing all new content on discovery plus and the internet has lost its fucking mind i didn't know people are shitty I didn't know they were company. Uh, they were, yep. yeah, I didn't know. They are a Discovery Network, part of the Scripps company. It's wow. like travel, HGTV, Food Network, uh, the ID Network, which is all the true crime stuff. And I think the Oprah's Network is on there as well. So mine will be coming soon because I am the, the Oprah of the paranormal. <laughs> Oh, God, I've got to make myself sound important so people will buy my fucking book. It should have been on the cover, I'm telling you. I told you this before. Yeah, yeah I didn't come up with it till I started doing the uh, virtual book tour. <laughs> <laughs> Day late, a dollar yeah. short. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, that is my life story and the name <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of a day late and a dollar short... Uh, I don't. I haven't confirmed it yet, so I don't know if it's true. Um, but a friend of mine texted me and said, "There's a podcast." Uh, he didn't tell me this part. There's a podcast okay. called "How It How It Got Made" or "How This Got Made," and it's um, some comedy actors. It's a, it's a very popular podcast, and they talk about movies and how these movies got made. And apparently, I haven't confirmed it or found it. I need to just listen or fast forward through an episode or just listen to it be a good person and listen to their podcast. Um, but they're apparently... Like these fine people are doing right now. <laughs> exactly. <Go ahead. laughs> they're doing a, a gnome named Norm next uh, as their oh, movie. Oh, shit! So I'm a little sad, a little disappointed, but also a little happy that maybe their large listener base will uh, fall in love with this movie. But I'm also trying to like 
DM them and be like, I, I, I know, I know things and I can share them with you. Oh, you know, they listen to this podcast, Nick, <laughs> and you gave them that idea. Again, just making myself sound more important than I actually am. Yeah. And by I mean, we. <laughs> so hopefully I can get to the bottom of it and see, but I followed them with my, uh, my norm Instagram page. I've like shot them a DM. We'll see what happens. But they're like famous actors who host the podcast. So I saw, I'm just wow. like some dude. It's like oh, this fucking yeah. guy, you know? <laughs> he must have a gnome fetish. You, yep, that's what it is. <laughs> Sitting in his basement, fetishizing about gnomes. Episode title, possibility <laughs> number two, fantasizing about gnomes. Oh, Every day shit. of my life. <laughs> well, you know, just because this podcast has gone completely off the rails and is crashing down a cliff right at this moment, Already. I figure we should get a look and see what uh, Misfortune Astrology has to say for next week. Because, you know, it's just got to be better than this week. Shall we? Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Misfortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. This weekend is quiet as the moon moves through Pisces and allows for a fair amount of release. Pisces energy is great for rest and escape from the harsh realities of the world around us, so take advantage. Just be careful not to engage in toxic or destructive escapism, because boundaries will be non-existent under this influence, and things can turn sour very quickly. Keep your wits about you. Monday the 17th features one of the signature aspects of 2021, Jupiter in Aquarius square Uranus in Taurus. This isn't your average everyday transit. In fact, this aspect only occurs once every seven years. So if it hits your chart, you're bound to be on high alert. And I mean high alert. Jupiter square Uranus is known for bringing sudden change and sometimes a complete reversal of fortune. Big opportunities may result from this energy, but in the short term, it will make you restless and extremely impatient. Moderation is key with this influence. Proceed slowly with extreme caution and do not take any unnecessary risks. The blowback will be substantial and very, very disruptive to your status quo. People who were born under this energy include famous actors, world leaders, and literal cult figures. The vibe is edgy, explosive, and strangely exotic. On Wednesday the 19th, the sun moves into Aquarius, bringing the total major planet count in that sign up to four. Team Aquarius, it is your time to shine. Aquarius is the sign of the future. It is the most forward-looking energy in the zodiac, and in case you haven't noticed, we are careening towards an unknown future at a somewhat alarming rate of speed lately. Don't worry, though, because Aquarian energy is also the most humanitarian place in the Zodiac. The well-being of the collective is all important here. Everyone's ideas have value, and uniqueness is exalted. This quirky, eccentric energy will be highlighted for weeks and months to come. The sun is here through mid-February. Mercury's upcoming retrograde keeps him here through mid-March. Venus is on her way to the party, arriving on February 1st, and of course Jupiter and Saturn are here for the long haul. Whether you have any natal placements here or not, expect the Aquarius sector of your chart to be busy, busy, busy for the foreseeable future. And since 2021 is shaping up to be an even more absurd year than 2020 was, we have Mars meeting up with Uranus and Taurus just in time for Inauguration Day on the 20th. This has disaster written all over it, because Mars conjunct Uranus is about as volatile as you can get, and Jupiter will still be squaring the pair from his throne over in Aquarius. Mars is violence and aggression, Uranus is disruption and liberation, and Jupiter in hard aspect is an instigating motherfucker. You can see where this is going. Suffice it to say, we should be prepared for absolutely anything next week, almost none of it pleasant. Revolution, in some form or another, is almost certainly upon us now. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. Oh, thank God. Next week is going to be worse. So let's live it up, people. Thanks, Jess, from Misfortune Astrology. We appreciate you more than you know. I, Nick, got to play bingo this past weekend. 
Oh, yeah? Mm. Oh, yeah. It was a good time. It was virtual bingo for the grateful rescue that's about to be built in Muncie, Indiana. This, it's going to be like 22 acres of animal rescue with oh. dogs that are not in cage or animals that aren't in cages, but they get their own freaking bedroom. I oh, mean, wow. Can they rescue me? Yeah, please. I, I mean, I'll yeah. gladly. Can I Can I stay with the animals? What kind of animals are we talking here? Because we're talking like wolves and things. I don't know if I'd want to. No, like cats and dogs. Oh, done. I'm, I mean, I'm I, sure they'll do like maybe horses just in case, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll live with horses. That's totally fine. Yeah. I did volunteer as tribute to do puppy snuggles at any point in time. Can't do yeah. cats. I'm allergic. I'm okay. allergic as well, so that wouldn't go well. But you know what? If you get dogs, I'll take cats. It's fine. Just take us in. Feed <laughs> us. Share. Yeah, this would be great. We'll podcast from the the rescue in Muncie, Indiana. Done. Uh, but it was a good time, and uh, a lot of money was made for the rescue. So I just wanted to kind of give them a shout out. They made me feel important by calling me a special guest. So I figured I'd give a little back in return. Yeah. So I did Patty Spitler. She and my friend KJ do Pet Pals TV, which I guess is syndicated all over the country on like news stations. It's like a Sunday morning or Saturday morning thing that they kind of throw in as like a, what do they call those pieces? Like puff pieces? Yeah, maybe. But my friend KJ's the kitty correspondent, and Patty is, she's been doing it for years. But Patty mentioned it during Grateful Bingo, so I can bring it up now. But I actually got to investigate Patty's house a few weeks ago. She um, she had some water turning off and on all by itself in the house. Oh. Refrigerator doors opening up. And she'd wake up and hear the garbage disposal going off with no water running. So she had mentioned something about it on Facebook. And I, I let her know. I said, you know, I'd be more than happy to help you out. I know KJ. So it worked out that I was able to actually go and investigate. And... Come to find out, it's her Uncle Mo. He just wanted to say hey and let her know oh. he's there protecting her. Wow. Yeah, it was really neat. What a fascinating... I mean, I, the moment you started, you were given the details, I was like, oh, please don't tell me it was like a water leak or like a pressurized thing. But then you, <laughs> then you just said, oh, it's just Uncle Mo. <laughs> of course yeah. it is, because why wouldn't it be? That's amazing. But he said something about he wanted to help her find love. And I'm like, so Patty was the plumber hot? She's like, he was young enough to be my grandson. No. I said, well, maybe he's got a hot dad. (laughs) (laughs) Ask questions. All opportunities are on the table. (laughs) Yeah. But they used to hang out at a lake all the time. So her uncle would come hang out with her family at a lake. So I kind of think maybe that's what the water had to do with it. He was trying to communicate, but didn't know how to do it. So maybe... I don't know. The water didn't turn on while I was there. That's all I know. Oh, it was really neat. That's awesome. I was I wasn't supposed to say anything, and she brought it up. I'm like, oh, it's on. I'm yeah. talking about it on my podcast. <laughs> I'm bringing it up. I do have some paranormal in the news, and this one comes to us from our dear friend in the Facebook fan group, which is the Oddity Files Facebook fan group whatever just go to flow.page slash oddity files it's on there somewhere ursula sent this in this comes to us from tulsa and fox 25 says paranormal investigators capture ghostly activity at a tulsa burger joint Mm. you up for a road trip I mean, I got nothing else going on. (laughs) What am I doing? So the article says, (laughs) Sooner Paranormal paid a visit to family-owned Dicks on 66 in Sepulpa and captured a few spooky videos in the process. Again, Ursula posted the link to this in the Facebook fan group, which has the videos and everything in it. It says cameras were placed inside the restaurant overnight and caught the lights flickering on and off. Multiple orbs were captured on security cameras. It's dust, people. Orbs are dust. (laughs) Hate me all you want. 
I don't care if you see a fucking face in it or if it's blue or if it's green or if it's pink. It's dust unless it pulsates light. Okay, so <laughs> another video captured a bizarre strand floating in front of a camera in the dining room followed by a growl. Oh. Okay, I didn't read this article before we started. I'm going to go with the strand was a spider web. Yeah, I, f- I mean, uh, restaurants being haunted is not a- abnormal at all. It's no. a common thread that's kind of weaved throughout these things. Oh, I but. see what you did there. Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's going to be more of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, uh, but... Yeah, the cameras and the thing, I, I you're I think you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Lights flickering on and off. I think that's awesome. I wish that would happen more in my life. It does not. But according to Sooner Paranormal, multiple conversations and voices were also recorded. Some of these recordings included the name Ethel, uh, the phrase I can leave. Another phrase was I told you not to whisper. I tell that to the ghosts all the time. These people get it to happen. And another one was Duke was here. And then the last was we're dead. So I'm trying to figure out if the ghosts are just repeating what was written on the bathroom stalls. Maybe Ethel for a good time call Ethel. You know, sometimes it gets mixed up in the EVPs, right? (laughs) Maybe. Duke was here. And then, like, maybe a picture of Kilroy next to it, you know, that thing. Uh, that's way old school. I don't even know if people still know what Kilroy is. Um, and then another video captured a bizarre strand floating in front of the camera in the dining room, followed by a growl, which we've decided they are grasping at webs with that one. So yep. That was terrible. Terrible. No, it's great. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, it's you know in this world of of paranormal investigation, and I, and I know you know this, but I'm just saying it out loud. Uh, in the world of paranormal investigation and news coverage and all this type of stuff, I think people will kind of kind of take uh, creative liberty to stretch some things sometimes if they play better. And and in this scenario. I feel like this just played, and it's free publicity. Like ghosts aren't going to scare oh, people yeah. away from a from a restaurant, so it's like we take a chance. We either make it in the news, or we don't make it in the news. That's it. If we do, whatever it takes. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it just it is what it is. <laughs> it is totally. But here's my thing: the sooner paranormal team. I'm not dissing you guys in any way, shape, or form. But if you guys are still counting orbs as paranormal activity, maybe it was to get on the TV station, which is fine. But back the fuck up. We know it's dust. Okay, I love you totally and completely. Unless you really think that's paranormal activity. Anyway, oh my god, I think. I think I go first this week. Is that correct? Well, yes. So we're we're breaking tradition uh, because this is a part two of your. Uh, this is a continuation of your story last week. So it only makes yes. sense for you to go first. Don't want to keep people waiting. We've already kept them waiting a week. It's not that interesting. Well, I think it is. But I appreciate your gusto, Nick. I appreciate it so very much. So I'm going to do part two of the Haunted Tube Stations. I mean, I'm just going to get to it. If you missed it last week, stop this right now. Go listen to last week's episode so you get part one. And I'm going to go into the stories for part two. And those stories go a little something like this. We have the Elephant and Castle tube station. The station is no stranger to odd tapping noises, footsteps made by invisible people, and doors being thrown open without warning. But the most chilling tale has to be that of a young woman who has seen boarding trains but never appears to leave them. Unlike the others on this list and and last week's list, there are no suggested explanations for the ghostly woman and her everlasting oyster card. I'd love to have a never-ending oyster card. I would move to the UK if I did. 
Yes, yeah. Uh, that that would be like the oyster never ending oyster car would be incredible, and then the buses in in New Zealand are are the or the transit station is there uh, there is uh, snapper cards, and if I had oh. either of those and either of those locations, I'd be done. That's it. That's what I do the rest of my life. <laughs> One million. And those who don't know, the Oyster card is like the little re-uppable card where you can add more money and just add more trips and and stuff and things. So next up, I know we briefly touched on King's Cross last week. King's Cross is known as the nine and three quarters platform is there mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter movies. But tragedy struck King's Cross and St. Pancreas Underground Station in 1987. A total of 31 people were killed and more than 100 injured when a fire broke out unexpectedly. The following year, a woman reported seeing a distressed woman and going to help her, but instead she passed straight through said distressed woman. Oh. Yeah, that's a good time right there. I hope they got that on CCTV. The woman is described as being dressed in modern clothes and is said to scream loudly and have her arms outstretched. You know, maybe she's just a loud talker and wants a hug. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There have been a number of sightings of her since 1987. Next stop, imagine the scene in South Kensington. You're alone and waiting for the last train of the day. Another train pulls in after the silence was pierced by a sharp whistle and a ghost like a ghost like figure in a peaked hat and coat clings to the side of the train as it pulls in. What? No, <laughs> like, thank you. Just like hugging the train, like just yeah. on the side, like a moth. Like, like superhero style. <laughs> Spider-Man. The train then disappears into the tunnels. Wait. Sorry, I was just about to lose my mind. I feel like the fucking train disappeared. The whole train. No, you're just talking about it going on a daily route into the tunnel. It's fine, Nick. Everything's going to be okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, wait. No, you are correct, sir. Oh, my God. The only problem is that it should have never existed according to the records dating back to the ghost train's first sighting in 1928. The visions have been experienced by others at the station with another report as recently as 2013. So that train is not on schedule. Oh, no way. (laughs) (laughs) That train's gone. It is a ghost train. It's a fucking ghost train with a thing in a hat, peaked hat. Is that like a, a pointy hat? I, I don't know. It's a little it's gnome. Dumbledore. It's a gnome. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's happening? Oh, who knows? Next up, we have Adelgate. Below Adelgate Station is what was once a plague pit. So we're back to, you know, those stories. And home to countless bodies. There were so many sightings here that the station allegedly has a ghost log book dedicated to supernatural situations unfolding at the station. One of the most famous is an elderly ghost who may have even saved a life. I mean, good for him. A worker was reported to have fallen from a height onto the live electrical rail at the station and survived. Witnesses say there was a ghostly figure stroking him on the ground. Well, that's dirty. As he lay injured. She's. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Trying to figure things out here. I wasn't wrong last time talking about the train being a ghost. We're talking about stroking here. Not really sure what we're talking about, but I'm. (laughs) Stroke. Okay. Um, She's been dubbed the ghostly angel. Or the ghostly sex worker, whichever, <laughs> or the elderly angel ever since. Oh, we're going to have to come up with a better name for her. And then never go to the Adelgate station because she will kill us. Yes, she will stroke us to death. 
Okay, next up we have the British Museum or the Holborn Station, which is actually closed at this point. Hmm. So no trains have been through the abandoned British Museum station in over 80 years. However, the sheer malevolence of its resident ghost means that it is a truly terrifying haunted underground stop. Many people believe that the long-abandoned British Museum tunnels are haunted by the ghost of the Egyptian god Amun-Ra. Like the mummy? I think that's what I see. Or I see the guy from Night at the Museum. Uh, is it? Rami Malek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get Now I'm getting all my Egyptian uh, history confused. Amun-Ra, I thought, was like what Brendan Fraser fought in The Mummy, but I could be wrong, because that was also in, uh, in in the UK. You might be onto something. I don't remember The Mummy. Oh, what I a shame. It. So back to Amun-Ra. People have blamed him for the disappearance of two women from the neighboring Holborn station in 1935. The rumor says that there's a secret tunnel connecting the Egyptian room at the British Museum to the Holborn station. Logic suggests that the ghost of Amun-Ra has been using this tunnel to travel to Hellborn, Hallborn, not Hellborn, <laughs> and snatch two passengers to take back to his lair. <laughs> Next up, we have Adelwich. A-L-D-W-Y-C-H. Aldwich. Yeah. I think sure. Okay. It sounds like um, this is this is tube station is also close to this date, but it's said to be haunted by a Victorian actress. Perhaps this is a result of the station having been built on the site of the Royal Strand Theater. The ghost is that of a Victorian actress who it said thinks she has not yet enjoyed her final curtain call. Cleaners and maintenance workers had spotted her. Aldwich's spooky tunnels have proved a popular location for shooting scenes for films and TV shows. Members of film crews have seen shadowy, fleeting figures and experienced unsettling sensations down there. And again, my ming- wingmen were CNN, My London News, My London dot News, and the Secret London website, and then the Londonist.com. And that, kids, concludes the special two part edition of Haunted Tube Stations in London, UK. Ugh, makes me want to travel now. Me too. It's sad. But also, I really love those stories, and I wish I could... Um, oh, that would be, be really fun, I think. Like, I mean, just traveling would be fun, but when we can all travel <laughs> and stuff again, that would be a fun little tour to go on, like the Tube Station Ghost Tour. Oh, yeah. Be... I kind of want to go to those three now-closed-down stations. How badass would that be? Yeah, there was... Um... I don't know which which tube station it was, but there was uh, like a speakeasy type immersive theater type situation that took place in a abandoned um, uh, train car, like tube car, and Ooh. yeah, it was like a it was like a dinner thing. So you got served dinner, and it was like down in a in a tube station that was abandoned. And they had turned it into this whole like immersive theater thing that was like loosely based on uh, Alice in Wonderland, and it was it had to have been like 2017, 2018 when we were when we were there. But I almost did it, and I just I something came up or whatever, and I didn't do it. And I'm kicking yeah. myself for not doing it because that would be so cool. How badass would it be to do like one of those murder mystery dinners in like an abandoned tube station? Oh, hashtag goals, people. Yeah, that's what I mean. A lot of a lot of different speakeasies and, and, and fun places in the UK, a lot of them are under, you know, underground, downstairs, the, you know, all those places, like the hidden stuff. And that's what's so fun and cool. I feel like there are so many places underneath places. Oh, yeah. One of the coolest speakeasies I've ever been to that was the closest to like a legit speakeasy was in London. 
It was called Evans and Peel Detective Agency. And you walk in, you have to make a reservation, and then you have to find the place, which is a fucking nightmare. It's so cool, though. And you go in, and there's a detective dressed in, like, 1930s and 40s garb asking you all these questions. And I, I, I froze. I, 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 like, broke character. And I'm like, I just want a drink. <laughs> I, I'm so We would have had so one. much fun there. Oh, my God. I didn't do, we did um, in the, and I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but we did the World's End pub, which is, which is there, the World's End. You haven't. Underneath the World's End is, um, it's called something, it's, it's sort of like loosely based on Sherlock Holmes, but it's, it's an unmarked door leading down to a basement around the back garden of the world's end and you walk in you walk downstairs and you and you get these like um world war ii military coats that you put on everybody in your party and you sit down and you have to like decode things and and like put wires in the walls and things and that's how you get your cocktails ordered and it's it's so cool and they communicate with you with phones and it's it's just such a fun experience but another one that's like underground sort of thing oh yeah this was like down the stairs and and inside was legit. It looks like it was just like an old basement. <sighs> I mean, it was cleaned up and everything, but they put a bar and, and everybody was like in character, the bartenders and everything. I've never been to anything that cool here in the U.S. because I, I went on a speakeasy type binge after that. And I, I checked out all the ones here in Indy and nothing compares. Yeah, there are, there are some really, really cool ones in um in Los Angeles, and then there's a couple in New York that are really, really, really neat. But yeah, just the the, the innovation in the UK with like these crazy little uh, speakeasies and immersive stuff. Like I would love to go, and I, I haven't been to the UK for pleasure, so it would be fun to go and just. Nor have I. Yeah, it's all work, but still, just doing the couple little things and pieces. And there's the famous museum that's right near the eye, the London Eye. That's an underground museum that talked about like the torture chambers and all that shit. So cool. Mm. There is very, very like cool. a, an old medical museum that my friend Trevor and I tried to go to. I think it was closed by the time we got there, but it was like just all the weird, like medical devices through all this years. And, and I think they had like sliced brains and just really macabre type stuff. And, uh, yeah, we got there after it closed, but we tried. <laughs> There's just only so much you can do in a day there. Yeah. What everything closes so early there, it feels like. It does. It's it does. It's super like, early. Clubs. I, I had to text a friend from the UK. I'm like, is there anywhere that's open after 8 p.m.? I, like, want a club where I can get table service. He's like, you know, you, like, have to be members of clubs that – go down like that and i'm like what the fuck we finally found a place it was really weird but we got bottle service it was fun (laughs) um but it was out where oh camden is that where Mm -hmm. the the stables where they have all the little shops and stuff in there yeah yep yep love that place yeah they have a statue of amy winehouse there it's so cool i want to travel i digress (laughs) i digress yeah i guess you you should probably tell a story welcome to the travel oddity files travel podcast where we just talk (laughs) about wishing we could go places for an hour (laughs) well are you a coffee addict like me well check out bones coffee company coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning it's an experience when you brew a pot of bones coffee company coffee They want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. 
Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, We've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost-effective there, and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Okay, well, this story, uh, again, it's like I always try to... Like, sure, I could find some obscure ghost story or Reddit thread that's crazy, but sometimes I just like to let our listeners into a little a little part of me. And this is a story that has been uh, uh, something that I've been fascinated with my entire, well, almost my entire life, since from 2008 onward uh, to now. So uh, let's just kick it, kick it off. I can't wait. Why, I can't why wait. don't we? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk fast because there's a lot of info here, but it'll fly by. I promise. So okay. many moons ago, when I was just a boy, science and conspiracy basically fucked up my entire life. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it 2008 when I heard the news that this could be my last year on Earth. Uh, this could be anyone's last year on Earth. Yeah, I know. It got real dark there for a second. It's uh, <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Are you going to make it now? Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's a close with, one. <laughs> with one power, powerful collision, our world could be gone in a flash. It was at that moment when I first learned about the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, I won't be focusing all of my energy... Uh, on the Large Hadron Collider, I'm briefly going to explain what the Large Hadron Collider is, which we'll call the LHC, which will then guide me directly to CERN, which is the home of the LHC, which is where our story today is going to take place. So, Okay, I thought you were talking about the rapture. What was that, 2012? I don't that's, know. Yeah, it's good old 2012. <laughs> People are going to just pop like zits, and the only thing to be left is their clothes. I was waiting. I was on a highway in Chicago. I'm, I'm watching all the cars. I'm like... What if I'm wrong? What if this really happens? I got a great seat to watch this shit go down. Sorry, I, go ahead. I was at a concert that night, and I was walking down downtown Orlando, and there were there were um, uh, church groups who had gathered on the streets, and they were all in these these prayer circles, like singing like kumbaya and shit, <laughs> waiting for the rapture to happen and just like disappear. It's like what is happening? 
I can't be the only person that at that exact moment was like, <gasps> and you took a deep breath just to see if it would happen. And then you're like, eh, I knew it. Yeah. It, it was a moment or if I wasn't at that concert where the bands on stage, every single band was like making jokes about it. If I wasn't there and I was just like wandering the streets or in my own bedroom, I would have been like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> This is it. I'm gonna pop, and the only thing's gonna be left are my yeah. goddamn clothes. God damn it. Okay, HLC, sir. Bring it. <laughs> the large, the large hadron collider is the world's largest and most powerful particle collider, the most complex experimental facility ever built, and the largest single machine in the world. A lot of uh, big things to check off there. Uh, it was built by CERN between 1998 and 2008 with the help of over 10,000 scientists in more than 100 countries. It is a series oh. of tunnels that lies 574 feet beneath the France-Switzerland border near Geneva and is 17 miles in circumference. So there's all the science facts for you. I've never heard of this. Really? Really? Well, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're in for a treat. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, so if many of you are like Kitsy and do not know of this LHC, I'm going to tell you the key purpose of the LHC and why it, something this insane even existed. Uh, the reason why it existed was to answer some of the fundamental open questions in physics concerning the basic laws governing the interactions and forces among the elementary objects, the deep structure of space and time, and in particular, the interrelation between quantum mechanics and general relativity. They were even hoping to answer questions like, are, the, are there extra dimensions and can we detect them? Ooh, this is my jam. It's some crazy shit. Uh, it just keeps getting crazier. So with high hopes for answers to questions like that, it was safe to assume that there was deep shit that was going on 574 feet underground. People became frantic, especially science nuts who thought that blasting particles at each other could create micro black holes that would basically suck the earth into them. Okay. This was 2008. Shit. shit was weird. <laughs> like yeah. it, was, it was a weird time. It was a time. weird year. <laughs> it was. Uh, so because of this, this was such a new idea and the technology was so advanced and the execution was risky, these theories traveled and felt somewhat realistic. Uh, with people writing their last will and testament, planning that the moment that the launch day happened, it would be the end of life on Earth as we know it. Um, articles were coming out left and right, saying that doomsday was on the rise, but just as the world was holding its breath for the September 10th launch day in 2008, the initial testing was delayed 14 months due to some sciencey incident that caused extensive damage to the collider itself. Oh, have you ever seen the TV show Eureka? Yes. It sounds a lot like Eureka <laughs> to me. Such a good show. Loved it. That I think it's on Hulu. I don't know. I'm, I could be wrong. Don't listen to me. <laughs> it's on Prime. That's where I watched it. Done. That, that's what I said, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play the tape back. So this delay caused uh, or gave everyone an opportunity to catch their breath and keep living until they basically just forgot that this thing ever existed <laughs> like just gone no. uh, yeah so while the world shifted its attention away from the lhc it's kind of hard not to think that maybe this was the plan all along maybe cern who house who housed the lhc felt like too many eyes were on this thing because articles were coming out left and right everyone's attention was on it everyone was scared uh, maybe CERN had something bigger and more sinister planned, and this is what I'm going to be talking about in depth, because oh. in the words of the great Gwen Stefani, shit gets bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. There you go. That's what I was, that, I set you up for that, and you, you know what? You did. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> like o OPI Lincoln Park After Dark scene, or like... Scene. Like scene. Okay, good. CERN is known as the European Organization for Nuclear Research. How that makes sense, I have no idea. Uh, I'm sure at this point, having heard CERN several times so far in this story, you're curious as to like why that name is ringing a bell. You're like, I know it, it but I don't. Exactly, yes. Uh, well, I'll tell you why you feel that way. CERN 
is the birthplace of, yeah, you guessed it, the World Wide Web. Oh, shit. Yeah, on April 30th, 1993, CERN announced that the World Wide Web would be free to anyone. Oh, fuck. That's why. Look at the good you do. You got to remember this is going to come into play later. Okay. Fast forward to 2008. So we're going from 1993 to 2008, and we have the LHC. 15 years go by, and CERN is pretty much just a place that exists after dropping one of the craziest technological advancements for free. The internet. Free. For everybody. And then, like, it just... Mm. I thought it was Al Gore, though. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't do that resist. research. I don't know. <laughs> it was a 90s thing. Al Gore claimed he made the internet or something. I don't know. It's a joke for old people the world, like me. The world will never know. <laughs> so out of nowhere, costing loads of cash, 15 years later, CERN creates this large Hadron Collider. But what if this was their next big idea, their next big project that was going to take them into the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years. What if they were looking for something specific? Something so powerful that it could change the entire universe. And that thing, another twist for you, is the God particle. What? That sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. This is... Yeah. This, oh, great. <laughs> I have been so fascinated with this because I, I love things that have layers and depth. And the fact that this thing is 574 <laughs> feet underground that you know surface level depth plus the actual like philosophical depth of this i'm a, I'm a sucker for it what can i say I so there it. are theories that CERN was either trying to find the god particle or resurrect a god of their own in order to help them answer the questions that could change everything and even the fuck <laughs> e- you say yeah yeah <laughs> it even goes as deep as a statue that rests peacefully in front of CERN. And what is that statue? That's a statue of Shiva, the god of creation, upkeep, and destruction. Oh, this goes so <laughs> That's deep. a real thing. Holy shit, I'm enthralled. <laughs> yeah, this, Keep Everything going. after this is, you know, just theories, conspiracies, but that the statue of oh, Shiva yeah. is it, it, it is a real thing that exists on the in, within the CERN facility. It is a real thing, hundred percent. Is it a real god that like somebody worshipped at some point, or is it their own creation? Of so god? Shiva is the it's the am I getting the, too deep? The, the statue with all the arms. Yeah. Oh, she's yes. my favorite. So okay. could CERN Go be ahead. just comparing themselves to Shiva as being a god of creation? Could the statue of Shiva be an open to public metaphor for what they're planning? Maybe they're planning to create a so-called God particle, keep it until discovered, and then plan the destruction of our world? Uh, The statue was a gift. It was gifted to CERN from India, which is known to worship Shiva. Uh, But it still begs the question of what was its purpose? There's more to this, and we need to know. Mm-hmm. The idea is far-fetched. Uh, everything I just presented is crazy. But what happened in August of 2016 is is the craziest thing that could have happened. A video surfaced online, and that video will be in our Instagram stories. It'll be well, I'll I'll pull it and, and make sure Kitsy has it. And in that video in 2016, multiple individuals wearing black cloaks gathered in the main square in front of the statue of Shiva at CERN. In the video, it appears that they are performing some kind of ritual, one that ends in the stabbing of a human female sacrifice. Get the fuck (laughs) out, Nick. Shortly after the video surfaced online, a spokesperson for CERN said that the video was indeed filmed on the premises, but without authorization. Either way, if you've got this underground company, what what the fuck ever, you have security and CCTV, okay? Go ahead. Yep. They could have stopped it, just saying. Yep. The spokesperson then claimed that it was a prank by a few visiting scientists, but why? Is there, like, some in-joke that we don't know about between scientists, or is there something bigger at play here? Like... 
the everything that we've discussed and it, on this podcast about evidence coming forward and things, the video was buried and never discussed again. It just shit wiped wiped off after being acknowledged by a spokesperson from CERN. They, they were just like, ah, it's just some pranksters that, that, that some visiting scientists, and they were just they were pranking. But the video is taken from what looks like an office building um, on a on a on a higher floor, and they're down filming through a window, and you can hear the woman scream as like the knife is going down. That if that video just like up and disappeared, that's that's real shit. Well, I don't know. I'm making shit up, but it sounds like it might be. And it's funny you say that because. Remember, this is the place that created the World Wide Web. Oh. I told you it was going to come into play later. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, while there are a lot of different theories to explore, there just isn't enough evidence to dig much deeper. This is a, this is a very secret facility um, with high-powered technology. So, we really just don't know much more outside of what's been released. And that's a very basic timeline from 2008 to 2018 of the Large Hadron Collider. Um, but what I do know is that it cost over a billion dollars that has been contributed by many different countries. That's a fact. It is a device that lives 574 feet underground at a facility that was created by the World Wide Web that has a statue. Of the god of creation, upkeep, and destruction, at which there was a potential human sacrifice ritual performed on the campus of CERN. I don't know what the end goal is. I don't know what the end goal has always been. Why are we continuing to do this? Could they have already found this god particle? And what do they plan on doing it if they indeed found it? So, an update to this. We're never going to know. But as of now, the LHC is undergoing and has been undergoing what they're calling the long shutdown and will be up and running by the end of this year, 2021, back at it again to blast some shit at each other with a brand new high luminosity Large Hadron Collider being operational by 2026. So to wrap this story up, may God help us all. that's it literally now i'm obsessed with this and i don't want to be there's so much thinking and scary stuff to this story i it it wrecked my world um in 2008 the 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 idea of 2012 terrified me as a as a kid but i found out about that when i was younger 2008 this happened so fast and then and then got so much attention that I was like, oh my God, we have like six months to live. This is going to yeah. create a black, we're going to get sucked into a black hole. We're going to die. This is crazy. Uh, and then it just never, they blasted it a couple times, I believe, but the whole timeline is on the Wikipedia page for the LHC. So do they share any results they get from this thing? Or is it like a secret government? Like they don't have to tell people. Um, I think they just report the findings to the countries and their investors. So because different countries have invested X billion dollars from, from all over, they just report the findings to the specific science scientific communities of those countries. And I believe they got closer to figuring out what, what happened uh, with the Big Bang uh, okay. when they blasted the particles at each other, I think, in 2016. They had some discovery that they were close to closer to finding the answer um but i remember hearing something about that yeah yes and what countries are are the contributing factors to this that'll either make it scarier or it won't i don't even want to know it's you don't it's almost because it's so much money it's almost every country i believe okay yeah but everything is there i mean cern.com exists um you can go on it and read about it they give you virtual tours of what it looks like but the look of it it looks, it's a crazy thing to look at. I mean, it really, really like, is. Like, like, um, oh God, what's that video? Like Resident Evil type shit? Or are we talking Eureka type shit? Uh, a combination of both, I would say. Ooh. It's, hmm. yeah, it's very, very, very interesting. So, yeah, check it out. I mean, you can see everything. 
the last collision was in 2016 or 2016 they did one so they've done one every year from 2015 to 2018 and December 3rd 2018 was the last um, run that they had done before they shut it down until this year Oh, snap. Now we have to worry again. Great. Yeah. I was happy in my little place not knowing anything about this. Now all the conspiracy theories are floating around in this not-so-bright little head of mine. So, great. I'm never going to sleep again. Oh, there you go. But that was so good. Yeah. So that's pulled from multiple sources. I I have spent countless time... Um, writing pieces this has actually been on my this this has been I, i've reworked it but it's been on my hard drive for like years um oh wow when i was obsessing over it and writing kind of my own perspective of it and yeah i, I it's so interesting and is always a fun little thing to bring up because it's not a lot of people know about it but also i feel like everyone knew about it i think people just forgot about it yeah, I remember the whole thing trying to figure out the Big Bang and and that the, they found results, but it wasn't really conclusive. Yeah, and and then that was it. You heard nothing else about it. Yep. So yeah, hmm. yeah, it's 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 very it's very very cool when you dig into the science of it and stuff. But th- as far as conspiracies go, the only specific thing that was weird that happened was that that uh, quote-unquote fake ritual sacrifice that happened. The video is fucking terrifying. <laughs> There's no way it was fake. There's absolutely no way. There, You know, there, it wouldn't have leaked. It would have had precursors to it. Somebody said, oh, look what we did. No, I want, I want to see it. And you said there's audio too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's Scientists weird. are not actors or actresses, whatever you want to call them. It would be like Just, a weird frat prank but this is a very respected privately funded facility like there's just uh, i just don't buy it i don't so i have to know more about it i need (laughs) names i need places i need to know i need to see death certificates and birth certificates and so good i love it so much um i have let me check and i have a really long uh, listener story, and we're pushing the one hour mark already. So I'm going to hold on to it, beg for not book sales this time, but for more listener stories, more listener personal paranormal stories. Please send them over to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We had a, a little rush right before we came back, or right before. We left and took our little break. Didn't get so much over the break. So, guys, we need your help to make this show more interesting interesting, and less scary than <laughs> Nick's story because I'm terrified. But, yeah, send all your stuff over. We'd love we, – that's one of my favorite parts of the show. Also, I haven't given a shout-out to our producers in a hot minute. So a big shout-out to Doug Malden Locke. To Ryan Hoke and Donald Blanche Flower, you guys are amazing. Check out our Patreon. I'm updating it a couple times a week. Three times, I think, at this point. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. And you can find all of our stuff at flow.page slash oddityfiles. Nick, I don't feel like I asked if you had anything you wanted to talk about this week. I don't think I have. Sorry. I don't think I have anything specific. Um... Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, good. I think that. Shoot. Yeah, I think that. I, I was think feeling that, the guilt. I think that. No, no, don't feel guilty about anything. I'm just sitting here trying to find this video um, to make sure you oh. get to see it before everybody else does. <laughs> yes, please. I hope you find. Now, have you watched it recently, or do you think it might be actually be gone gone? No, I, I, so it was removed from YouTube, which could have been a terms of service thing. I don't. I don't know, but I just. I just. As of this moment, I sent you uh, a, a version of it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. We will get that up on the Instagram. It's <laughs> at Oddity Files. On that note, kids, weird is the new cool. And ghost on. And don't play with particles, okay? Just don't. <laughs> Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? 
Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>